723, uh, joining us now in our studios, uh, we have just today, just City Administrator Ben Marting. <laughs> I hope that didn't sound as bad as it <laughs> sounded to me. I don't take any offense to it. <laughs> I would say I was a little nervous that I might be a little late today. It's slippery out there on those roads as I pulled in, so caution to your listeners yeah, out the, there. Yeah, the, the wind roads. is really blowing around a lot. That snow keeps blowing it over the road and keeps getting packed it, uh, compacted down. Yeah. So a little slippery. All right. Last night, they had the first city council meeting of uh, 2022, the uh, new year. Uh, so let's uh, talk about, uh, let's start off with, uh, uh, you have a new president, Pro Tem. That's right. So the uh, president Pro Tem, for those who might not know, is a role that's assigned every year by city charter. It calls out that we have to have a president Pro Tem, which basically means fr- from the council, uh, they serve... Uh, when the mayor is, is absent or unavailable, they would serve in that role. Most of the time, that basically means um, uh, if the mayor has to be gone for a council meeting, they fill in as the chair for the meeting and make sure things run smoothly. Could mean other things, too, I guess. If we had an emergency happen and the mayor was out of, you know, out of unavailable or something, it would serve that role as well. So uh, Jamie Reister was uh, nominated and then appointed uh, by the uh, uh, city council last evening. So Councilor Reister is and be serving as our president pro tem for this coming year. For the past several years, we've been rotating it. The council's chosen to kind of rotate it around. And um, so uh, Councilor Reister's been asked. She's still relatively new, but ready to fill into that role. Uh, let's talk about the uh, green buildings. You had some, uh, I was, there was quite a discussion last night on public, uh, public funding, Northfield, uh, the city of Northfield funding, some building projects, and I'm presuming this is pretty much all through the TIF uh, financing uh, mechanism. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so we did have a work session, I think, about a month ago, and then we ran it by our Economic Development Authority and Housing Redevelopment Authority, who both recommended adoption of the sustainable building policy. And it does, it only relates to uh, structures uh, that are receiving city financial assistance, and there's minimum thresholds that um, are pretty large, six figures uh, or more in minimum qualifications to hit that. So it's probably going to be like a tax increment financing, a major new construction or reconstruction project that will trigger it uh, for those. And then also we'll apply to all city buildings. So we will be establishing sustainable building designs now when we work with architects. That will be a condition of what we will do when, when those are triggered. Ours can get triggered at you know lower amounts like HVAC system replacements and those kinds of things for the city. And so we'll be looking at those. So basically, there are different um, certification programs out there that you can do. LEED certification is probably one that people have heard of, might not know exactly what it means, but it's energy efficiency, um, takes into you know green considerations uh, with that as well. So long term, we also see that hopefully it means lower costs uh, for life of our buildings and uh, buildings that hopefully will stand up for a long time um, in our community as well. So. That was uh, unanimously adopted by council last night. All right. Railroad crossings. You've got some, or I should say, I I got some good news from the uh, council last night in that uh, maybe having uh, the the, uh, quiet railroad passing is is possible and maybe even more feasible than you thought. Did I get that right? Yeah, we've been chipping away at this. This report's been, the council, quite a a couple decades ago or something, was uh, had done a massive report looking at certifications of quiet zones within the community that basically means a quiet zone is where um, you you go through some improvements for railroad where the routine sounding of locomotive horns is not allowed so the railroad industry has standards for that 
And um, the benefit, obviously, to the community is like yours, Jeff, probably, so you can sleep a little more soundly at night. And um, also, probably, we have hotels along our rail line. We have businesses. We have schools uh, that can be impacted by by the noise. And so it can be a way to reduce it. It doesn't eliminate it completely. The, there is still the opportunity for them to blow the horn in certain circumstances. But, you know, it was a pretty large multi-million dollar estimate when they first looked at it. But we've been chipping away at these projects where we could by installing things like medians. There are conditions around like stop arm uh, regulations that you can have in order to meet the certification. They like to have like barriers, like medians put in a certain distance back, like 100 feet back. Um, from the intersection so that cars can't get around or try and sneak through um, with that or cause other safety issues. So we've been chipping away at that. But another piece of good news that we found out was the state of Minnesota has a, a matching grant program for qualifying intersections, and you have to apply. We actually got, uh, we're doing some improvements in Seckler Park. We got authorization to uh, do that that crossing. But we found out that you have to have a certain number of these uh, crossings to all have to meet the conditions in order to qualify. So if we shift that one further north and cover some of these other ones um, down on uh, 2nd and 3rd Street, um, Fremau, uh, we could actually, uh, by 2025, um, have all of these completed. And the, the matching grant is only 10% on those ones that we're able to get qualified. And you're talking potentially like $400,000 per Per crossing and potentially on some of those those costs on some of those uh, there is some annual maintenance as well but so that was good news and um, means that means we have an opportunity to get some of those accomplished uh, during that time period all right so uh, 2025 we're going to be quiet is that <laughs> is that uh, the bottom line there well, well, that's <laughs> a good, well for the most part the, i would say the other thing too that council talked about is there's a progressive rail line, as we call it. We got like three different lines coming into Northfield. And so this section that we're talking about is kind of the, the main one. But there's another one kind of going up where there's a crossing at Dresden at uh, Greenville and 96th Avenue on the north end of town. Um, those weren't currently planned to be phased in with the state funds, but the council did have uh, all of them expressed interest to bring back options for them to consider getting them all completed um, within that time schedule maybe even if we can't get some matching funds or maybe there's other programs out there like the federal government as well. But I, I should note too, um, this was also, and there was some reason that this was timely and important too, because with our Northwest area, uh, 2022, this year project for street reconstructions, um, we do have planned, uh, we, we were looking at the, the intersection, um, down on St. Olaf Avenue near Ziggy's and, uh, the initial concept showed, uh, uh median going up that would limit access off of Olaf into the gas station there, service station and repair area for small engines. And uh, we did, uh, by going through the certification, we found out we wouldn't have to put one in in that location because of the other improvements that were an opportunity there. Um, so we know that was an important piece to put to bed, I guess, that option that didn't require that closure, but we could still meet the quiet zones. All right. I'm sure uh, the folks at Zickies are uh, very happy, the Ziegler family, with yep. that. Uh, let's talk about jumping off bridges. You can't do that, evidently. Is that uh, that's a, a no-no? That's taboo here in Northfield <laughs> now. What what was that all about? Yeah, this was kind of you're kind of maybe wondering in January why we have an ordinance discussion about jumping off of the bridges where it's maybe a summertime <laughs> thing. The answer to that is we we've been working on it since late summer. We kind of flagged it, but. It wasn't a high priority, knowing it really wasn't going to be an issue till the next summer season. But 
Um, we've we've had for a regular time period issues where we've gotten complaint calls to the police department about concerns of people jumping off bridges into the river. On the Peggy Provo Bridge in particular, we don't really have issues other places. And um, mainly it's young people, um, young adults or children um, that would be doing that. And um, although it maybe historically has been kind of a rite of passage or some activities that people have partaken in. It <laughs> it's is a, only been there a few years. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, it is a safety concern and a liability uh, to the city. So for these reasons, uh, we, we brought forward an ordinance. We talked to our insurance people, too, and they said absolutely. Uh, so state law and our current local laws don't technically prohibit it. Usually we go and ask people to not be doing it with the police, and they usually comply. But this would be, give us an opportunity to really ensure the safety of our young people and reduce financial risk and liability. It has nothing to do with just being in the river. Um, that's regulated by the Department of Natural Resources. So the city does not regulate people swimming or, you know, canoeing or kayaking in there. So it'd be actually if they're, you know, on these city structures like the bridge and jumping off. So mm-hmm. probably be some signs up and an ability to, if people don't comply, for us to issue a citation. This is the first reading, though, so there is technically one more reading left All on right. it. All uh, right. You did not ruin my summer. With that, <laughs> uh, ben Martings with us, Northfield City Administrator. Rice County had their uh, 10-year transportation improvement plan. You had a discussion and an update with that uh, and how it affects Northfield. Tell us about it. Yeah, so they do their uh, regular 10-year transportation planning, so they'll be taking a public public comments uh, in the upcoming Rice County Board of Commissioners meeting. And so we brought to the council just an update on kind of what's in their plan and any input on that. Council back in 2010 had a resolution that kind of identified priorities. A few of those have been accomplished along the way, but there's still a lot of relevant pieces, which I think um, I think one draw away from that is we have a lot of needs related to infrastructure in Northfield that are really county responsibilities. And um, so we want to continue to, you know, see if, if they can prioritize our projects, get funding in for that as well. So we'll be passing that that along. But, um, you know, some of those in the capital plan that we're looking at, we're working with them on Wall Street Road um, reconstruction planning. So that's going to be here coming up soon. Um, related to uh, that project. That's a 2024 um, uh, reconstruction and bridge replacement through that area, maybe a culvert, I guess you would say. We're going to be starting some work this year on that. Uh, Bridge replacement on uh, County Road 78 uh, in in 24. Um, uh, Jefferson Parkway east of County Road 42. Uh, the, The overlay we're thinking on that would should include a trail overlay. Uh, it's not currently in the city's five-year plan but because it's outside of city limits, but we're, we're looking at that one. Um, Armstrong Road is a reclamation, and we're looking at some improvements with that as well uh, that are needed. Uh, so basically the council expressed support um, for the projects that are in there and anything that can be done to accelerate uh, these needs for the community were passed along. We do have a, a, a transport regional kind of transportation group that's been assembled by the mayor and council, and uh, we do plan on taking a look in the new year, both at Dakota County and Rice County plans, kind of doing an updated resolution of uh, priority to try and encourage and maybe identify uh, projects that we think are important to come back for the council to consider. So um, some good feedback uh, uh, from the council on that, and uh, we know that there's a lot of infrastructure needs out there, and we just want to make sure we're in the in the consideration for it. Once again, uh, Ben Marty is with us, Northfield's city administrator. Anything else from last night's meeting you'd like to bring up? 
I don't think so. We, you know, we got a couple of minor changes to our upcoming uh, schedule for the city council. Uh, we actually had set, we set the calendar in December or November, typically in the prior year. Uh, there was one we missed. Uh, the first meeting in February is getting canceled because it is a caucus night, and under state law, we cannot meet on February first. So, we will not be meeting then. We debated having a special meeting moved to Monday on the thirty-first, but. Uh, with our current schedule, we thought that that extra time will get us prepped up for the work session in February. So mm-hmm. we just canceled that one. So one one minor change as well um, from the consent agenda that, that we made for last night. All right. Uh, ben, thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Northfield City Administrator Ben Marting. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield. We've got Rich coming up in two minutes. Here's the latest news from around the state with MNN. Minnesota News Network, I'm Tasha Radal. Every 10 years fight over redistricting is gearing up at the Minnesota Capitol with House Democrats urging Senate Republicans to come up with their plan for redrawing legislative and congressional district boundaries to reflect the 2020 census. Speaker Melissa Hortman says the House has released its proposal. Really the next step is to see what the Senate Republicans would like to put on the table and see if we can find some common ground. Republican Senator Mark Johnson from East Grand Forks says he reached out right away when the House began its redistricting discussions, but a political press release Tuesday afternoon is the first response he's had. If the two sides can't agree by February 15th, the decision falls to the courts, which have redrawn district boundaries in Minnesota nearly every decade for the past 50 years. About 700 employees across all Mayo Clinic locations will be losing their jobs for not complying with the health system's vaccine mandate. They had until Monday to either receive a first dose or obtain a religious or medical exemption. Rochester-based Mayo says nearly 99% of staff have complied and the proportion of those to be released from employment is comparable to what other health care organizations have experienced. Traffic deaths were way up last year on Minnesota roads, and Mike Hansen with the Office of Traffic Safety has this message. All of us as drivers, as soon as we get behind the wheel, we need to take a second, take a breath, put our seatbelt on, and then commit to driving smart and to driving safe. Last year, Minnesota reached its highest number of traffic deaths since 2007, with at least 497 killed in crashes. A southern Minnesota man is pleading guilty for his role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Daniel Johnson of Austin and his father, Daryl Johnson of Iowa, were initially charged with five counts but entered guilty pleas Tuesday to one count of civil disorder. This is MNN. From the KYMN News Center, Rich Larson is uh, back with us with local news headlines. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Jeff. Last night, the Northfield City Council passed a new sustainable building policy that will require new construction receiving subsidy from the city to meet higher env- environmental